Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers. This is NFL Week 14? 13. 13. Going on 14? 13. All right. No, uh, welcome back to the, uh, I think it's the greatest fantasy football podcast in Indiana and possibly the entire United States. How are you doing today, Paul? Juice, I am great. Welcome, Polly Sleepers Clan. Welcome the fans, Juice in the Mornings fans, uh, fantasy football fans. We've got a lot to talk about, and the season's wrapping up, but but we need to go get those trophies. Absolutely. So uh, so let's do this. <laughs> and the, the thing I want to get out there right off the bat, I have switched our hosting site. So if you can, go to Anchor FM and listen to the podcast through there. I just want to see how it works. You guys can use all of your normal you know, apps that you use. I just want to see how you guys like the FM, the Anchor FM app. I just want to just let me know. All right. Anchor FM. Anchor.fm. How it sounds. Search for Juice in the Morning. And we've got Jackson on the phone. Hey, Jackson. What's going on, guys? How are you? Good, man. We've got a little empty studio. John Marchbanks cannot make it tonight. He's watching the kids. And uh, you were nice enough to uh, call in for probably at least this first um, third of the show. And then uh, uh, and then Juice and I will close it out. Thanks for calling in, man. For sure. And hey, FYI, it is week 14. That's week 14. I thought it, it was. I thought it was, but I was second guessing myself. And your second guessing made me really, <laughs> I, I melted. I was like, I don't know. No, this is probably one of the best uh, connections we've had, Jackson. I appreciate it. Did you like go into the bathroom or the closet or something? No, just TV's down and I got my headphones in, so we're good to go. Oh, nice. nice. I love awesome. it. Awesome. So uh, we're going to start right off with uh, news and notes. got some good news I got some bad news There's a lot of bad news going on in the NFL. <laughs> oh Jesus, there <laughs> certainly is. The worst of the news for me, I'm going to have to save for the bottom of this uh uh, uh, portion because I'm going to need to work myself into it. I'm still tilting off of uh, the big, big, big news. But uh, breaking news today, uh, just hours ago, Emmanuel Sanders, Manny Sanders, torn ACL in practice. Uh, one of those horrible non-contact. He was just running a route and cutting. Um, he's 32 years old. Um, you know, this puts him to maybe, you know, coming back at the very end of next season which i think you hate be to see it you very hate yeah, to see it very unlikely he's 32 years old so i mean him making a comeback at 34 years old in 2020 um this may be the end of emmanuel sanders and he's uh he's a great player he's a stealer and uh been doing good for the broncos too so uh jackson uh, when did you find out about uh sanders uh when, when you texted me yeah <laughs> that's, that's what i that's what i found out but i mean i'm a I drafted Sanders in every league I had this year. And he's, I mean, there's one league I have where he scored over double-digit points in every game. So, I mean, that's a, uh, that's he's a killer been, for me. But. He's been solid. And then Dem uh, Demaryius Thomas left town, so he was, uh, you know, the beneficiary yep. of uh, more targets there. And uh, yep. it's it's too bad, man. Um, you know, Bronco's wide receiving core is barren. Yeah, it's barren right now. They're going to be uh, bringing in a guy I've never heard of. Also, Deshaun Hamilton, that was another rookie that they drafted along with Cortland Sutton. 
who is now the number mm-hmm. one. Now, I'm going to issue a cautionary tale here real quick about uh, Cortland Sutton. Now that uh, Sanders is down, I think he'll see a lot of Richard Sherman this week. What do you think about that, Jackson? I'd agree with that, but I think I think when we look at the whole game, when they play the 49ers this weekend, it's a Philip Lindsay week. I mean, just, just roll him out. Don't even question Case Keenan thinking he's going to go light the world on fire with this receiving core. It's a Philip Lindsay, Lindsay game. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. Richard Sherman doesn't scare me like he used to, though. He should. Um, I don't think so. He, yeah. Well, his his stats this year, I don't. I wish we had John right now to pull it up from his uh, pro football focus. And I, I'm the same way as you, Juice. I thought the same thing. He slowed down. He had that ruptured Achilles, too. But he has been locking down this year. If you look at the stats when he is thrown to, the quarterback rating, the catch rate, all of those next-gen stats, he's, he's shut down again he really really is does it have anything to do with the fact that the Niners aren't that great um no like the, like that's the stats of when he's thrown to okay. when he is when he is yeah. thrown to um his his pass breakups his PBUs his uh, catch rate his quarterback rating are all some of the best in the league so I think that people that are like rushing out to get Sanders um I think that he may see a lot of uh, Sherman this week. And then next week, he's going to get the Denzel Ward treatment from Cleveland. So week 16, they play Oakland and, and whoever they consider a NFL cornerback nowadays. So he might have a good matchup week 16. I'm worried about his week 14 and 15. Um, there's some players that were limited in practice. And, and one other cautionary tale I wanted to talk about is um, and we talked about this last week. I thought the Bengals would shelve AJ Green because they don't have anything more to play for. They didn't, and he didn't play very much of the game and got hurt again and is out. I think that's going to be a lesson to some of the leagues. I mean, there is a lot of recency bias in this league, and I think that a lot of these teams that don't have anything to play for, there might be some guys we see going to IR like, oh, shit, now this guy's on IR, this guy's on IR. So all these guys that didn't practice, some of it might be Veterans Day off. It is Wednesday. But some of it might be very um, concerning. The one I would be concerned about is Joe Mixon, um, who's been limited um, with an injury and they don't have anything to play for anymore. Carry on Johnson. Um, is not practicing, so I think he could possibly get shelved. Um, Cam Newton isn't practicing with a shoulder, and uh, they're obviously not going to shelve Cam Newton, but um, he said that this is going to be an injury that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of the season, and and it's just he lowers his shoulder and takes a lot of hits. Um, Not to interrupt. I apologize to interrupt, but we did have at F. Goobers ask, Deshaun Hamilton value. Doubt he has value rest of season playoff-wise, but what's your interest in Hamilton? Um, and and uh, Goobers, I talked to uh, or, or tweeted with a little bit today. Shout out. Um, probably talking dynasty wise because a lot of these Twitter guys are into dynasty leagues and talking dynasty value. Um, I was very interested in Hamilton going into the season, just thinking that. Um, Demarius Thomas would probably not play the next year with them uh, being on the last year of his contract and uh, and Emmanuel Sanders um, you know getting a lot older I saw Sutton and Hamilton being the future of that wide receiver core so um, I, I like it I mean for a dynasty you know uh, setup um, he's definitely going to be the wide receiver too or not definitely but projected to be the wide receiver too there in Denver uh, moving forward so um, other di- did not practice Practices, uh, Julio Jones with a foot. Julio has been very healthy this year for Julio. In years past, if he does have an injury, it's always the foot. 
and he usually plays through it. So, I mean, I wouldn't be overly concerned about Julio, but it's something to pay attention to. Also, Eric Ebron did not practice, but that's been par for the course here lately. I think he'll be And he's got to play. Yeah, I think he'll I be I mean, fine. being a Colts fan, he has to play. <laughs> I know. Um, he, but has, he, he, he also has been on like the, the limited um, practice every Wednesday. Right, that's just, weeks. like, I, like right. I said, that's par for the course. Um, Jimmy yeah. Graham was held out. I think that's Veterans Day off. Michael Thomas was held out, and I think that was probably a veteran, Veterans Day off as well. So the ones I'd be most concerned about would be Joe Mixon and on Johnson, and to a lesser extent, Julio, just because he hasn't had any issues for a while, and all of a sudden he's got this foot, and he had a very bad game last week um, going against Jimmy Smith. Maybe he suffered some type of injury in that game, and we didn't know about it. Um, so um, James Conner got hurt in uh, the game last week, and um, Pauly Sleepers was all over this. I'm sorry, you know I'll, I'll pat myself on the back when applicable, and you know I'll you know uh, I'll call out my bullshit calls when applicable as well. But on Twitter, I was saying that this is. You know, they said it's a leg contusion, but everybody that saw it and I saw the injury, it seemed a lot worse than that. And shout out to my doctor, uh, uh, not my doctor, but <laughs> my fantasy football doctor, Jesse Morse. I aligned with him uh, early in the season and he's been spot on on a bunch of stuff. He released a video that kind of echoed what I had been saying that it was more likely a high ankle injury or maybe even an MCL sprain. And, you know, a day and a half went by and everybody's saying, yeah, you know, uh, James Conner owners should be uh, should rejoice. Seems like that he, you know, he uh, didn't suffer any major injury, but uh, it is a high ankle sprain. So um, I was right. De- Dr. Jesse Morse was right. It's worse than we thought. Um, they're saying that he's going to miss this week and be back. That's not how a high ankle sprain works. Low ankle sprains, you could typically come back after a week. High ankle sprains are typically three to four weeks. So um, I mean, can you, can you grit out a high ankle sprain? Yeah, I no? mean, you can, um, you can, we'll have to see how, I think a lot of it'll have to be how this committee performs without him. They obviously need him, but I would be very surprised if we even saw him this next week. Um, Jalen Samuels is the starter there, but, um, coaches said it's going to be committee. Jalen Samuels, after practice today, said it's going to be a committee. The other guy there is Steven Ridley. Um, so um, he scored twice when he's filled in for Connor this year. So uh, we'll have to see what goes on there. And we'll talk about Samuels a little bit later in the pickups. Um, Melvin Gordon has not been ruled out for this week, but I don't think he's going to play. What do you think, Jax? He won't play. There's there's no There's no reason to. Keep them, keep them healthy. Get, let them, let them rest until the playoffs start, and then go at it with them. So, and in my honest opinion, I think it's more of a uh, Justin Jackson week rather than an Austin Eckler. I mean, yeah. the good the good part is the national TV audience was able to see um, that performance on Sunday night, and I mean the clear the clear superior play was um, Jackson over Eckler, especially between the tackles. Uh, I mean, Eckler had 20, 21 yards on nine carries. Yeah, he averaged 1.9 yards per carry. Justin Jackson <clears throat> averaged like 7.9 yards per carry. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that they need Melvin Gordon against Cincinnati at home. They should be able to churn out a pretty strong win there. They've already brought yeah. him back early once 
and got burned mm-hmm. and he and he got hurt so um there's a lot of i think you know melvin gordon people crossing their fingers because he hasn't been ruled out and the coaching staff has said that he might play i'm with jackson i do i do not yeah. think that's gonna happen Big, biggest thing too to, to think about we're already so deep into the into the season now yet now you look at playoffs and right. have a three game lead over the over the the next wild card. Right. And um, last year they 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 should have made the playoffs and they had so many games that they missed by like three points. I think they would have made some noise last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year they're going to make the playoffs so they're they're going to obviously want to keep their guy yeah. uh, especially with that um, big lead. Honestly, um, honestly I wouldn't be surpri- I would not be surprised if they were to make the Super Bowl. I really would not be surprised. Um th- that would I be mean, that would be a dark horse candidate for me, just considering a couple of the other have, teams that they are. Have, they have the offense, and they have the defense. So put it yeah. together, play the right time, and you're, and you're good to go. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I, w- I would not list them in the top five right now, but it, it still wouldn't surprise me. So especially with Joey Bosa back, Derwin James is playing yeah. amazing. Who's your top five? Um, I would say uh, Kansas City, the Rams, um the uh saints no 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 talking about talking about afc yeah I mean, okay. obviously <laughs> ob- ob- obviously they have to obviously they have to make at the beat kansas city yeah That's i would the say the biggest thing yeah the chiefs I, the chiefs ahead of them um they, for they, sure they just beat they just beat obviously pittsburgh i think they have more power offensive power than new england does so i mean when you look at it, i think it, it's it's more of a kansas city i mean can you knock them off their throne so moving on, um, don't tell the Redskins quarterbacks to break a leg um, <laughs> because that's two now. And that's, that's, that's rough. That's that's, that's rough, rough, man. Sorry, guys. Uh, Colt McCoy broke his leg. Um, so we've got uh, butt fumble and now butt recovery. I don't know if yeah, you that watched. was that was very interesting. I liked it. Yeah, that was so a very very athletic move. Sanchez is known for his butt fumble, but um, he's trying to set the record straight. He is now uh, fumbled with his butt, and and this week he recovered a fumble with his ass. <laughs> uh, so um, first play, hands it off to Adrian Peterson. Longest run of his career, ninety yards. <laughs> so awesome. Good um, for good for AP. And he looked fast on that play too. The crazy thing is, he finished with ninety eight yards. Yeah. So he utilized all of his energy right at the very beginning on that one play. I mean, uh, Jacks can can the Redskins do anything right right now? I mean, I, I I've been so um, interested to see what's going to happen next year with Darius Geis. But geez, I mean, there there seems to be no pieces around him anymore, and and I don't know how much longer AP can keep doing this. Uh, I think the focal point, obviously we all saw Mark Sanchez is not a, even though he went to USC and I'll keep boosting that up. Uh, but he, yeah, he, I wouldn't not, be, I wouldn't I mean, be bragging on that right now. No, I'm not. And, I mean, he, he's not a good quarterback. He, there's, <laughs> there's no, there's no point in even defending him right now, but he can't the throw the that, ball 35 yards. I added you on no, that one yeah. tweet because I, <laughs> I showed Colin Kaepernick's face, yeah. just kind of looking yeah. off in the distance. He had to play. I mean, granted, he was getting hit. Yeah, but I've never seen a quarterback in a situation like that not be able to throw the ball 35 yards. Well, I mean, I, Jesus. I, I heard him breaking it down on one of those uh, ESPN shows where they like have all the talking heads, kind of like in all the. I can't remember what it's called. Is do you know the show I'm talking about though? Let's just call like, it around, around the horn. Around the, around horn, the horn, yeah. Okay. And they were all they, they were all giving their takes on the Kaepernick thing, and and it does feel very very strongly like 
every coach is not is trying to give you some sort of spin zone on why they're not picking him up other than the fact that it's they don't want the distraction they think that it's going to be a bigger deal than it's going like a, than it is and that it's going to take away from the rest of the team um but they're just I've, i feel like it's it's got to be something more than that by now well cbs sports 100%. released a cbs sports released a video today um because jay gruden said that kaepernick doesn't run their type of offense right and, and CBS, that's and that's the that's the spin zone I yes guess. Uh, cbs sports released a, doesn't run any type of offense yeah. <laughs> but but cbs sports released a video that showed that he runs exactly the type of plays that oh, they nice. run. yeah so um uh that really, you know, to, yeah. to have the, him the, on the bench and or on the on the couch and Mark Sanchez out there playing football and Driscoll and, you know, whoever's in San Fran now, that guy. I mean, you know, all those guys are playing. The guy that Cavs started for the night. Jaguars. Yeah, 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 exactly. Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. So, and UFC, but, but to, to answer <laughs> your question, Paul, <laughs> to answer your question, Paul, on the Redskins, they, they're now down four starting offensive linemen all on IR. Yeah. They have a they have a pretty damn good defense uh, on the front seven. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, I think I think the way they win is you just feed, 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 AP the ball as much as you can, and hope he just breaks one like he did the other night, and just play stout defense. I mean, that's the only way, that's honestly the only way they'll win a game the rest of the year. Um, speaking of uh, 49ers, uh, Matt Bereda has been ruled out for the week. It must be bad because this guy's been playing through injury all year long. Um, he screwed a lot of people last week. He was hurting warmups. Yeah. And I think there's a gray area there. If somebody's hurting warmups, the team's not required to announce it. So people didn't find out till the game started that uh, that Matt Bereda wasn't going to play. It's a tough sh- Tough spot to be in as well. Especially if people lost and, and didn't make the fantasy playoffs oh, because of that. Okay. I bet there was a lot of stories of that. I know. Um, and uh, Alfred Morris was inactive as well. So in comes Jeff Wilson Jr., who um, filled in nicely 15 for 61 and 8 for 73. I love the passing down work there. And also uh, San Francisco um, likely negative game script this week. So um, we'll talk about him here in a minute as well. Um, Todd Gurley's back up and we've talked about handcuffing your players. Um, People that handcuffed um, (laughs) Kareem Hunt was Spencer Ware. Um, We're probably good to go this week. Let me me just uh, get really annoyed real quick. The t- the two leagues that I'm in, Kareem Hunt go- or uh, Le'Veon Bell goes down. I, for some reason, I've just been off my game at picking people up off the waiver because Bell goes down. Somebody gets Connor. Uh, Hunt goes down. Somebody gets Ware. Uh, so why didn't you just do it? Why didn't you get those because players? Because I, I guess I don't know if I'm just like not in the right waiver order or uh, I'm not even looking at the Did you app. put in for the player? I did for where yeah didn't get him um but the other one for the Pittsburgh Steelers like we record on Wednesday yeah so yeah. somebody had already picked him up yeah. by the time we recorded for Connor and then there's been others like I got uh I picked up Eckler because uh Melvin Gordon was out and right. then how he's not doing very well and we saw a resurgence of the guy behind him Justin Jackson Justin yeah. Jackson and then I go to pick him up because I'm like, oh, nobody's going to really like get the third guy. 
He's already gone too. I'm just really annoyed at being in a league where people are on top of their game 100% of the time. Like I usually can catch at least a couple people slipping in other leagues. Well, here's how you fix this. And uh, and, and a lot of leagues are going to this. There's a, a, a budget and you bid on players. That way it doesn't go by the waiver order. Yeah. Um, it goes by um, you've got a set budget of, of – of what to bid on a player and you just have to outbid everybody else and then you get them. So then, then it's, then you're not, you know, just screwed cause you're 10th on the waiver wire. Right. If you want the guy and you bid more than everybody else, then you get them. If you don't bid enough, then, you know, then you got, you know, you don't get them. So it's going well, but um, <laughs> I, I just get, I just get frustrated when there's no, like, I feel like every guy that I feel like, Oh man, that's a good, like sneaky guy to yeah, pick it up. Sucks, man. And then he's gone. It sucks. It, it, and he's gone. Well, but if you have a good team and they yeah. do it by reverse order of standings, yeah. then usually you don't get who you want. That's true. That's why if you don't do fab, you should do it by, if you don't pick anybody up, you should keep your waiver spot. So you don't go by reverse order. You go by like, if you've claimed somebody, you go to the back of the line. That way you can save your claims and work your way up to the top, even if you're in first place. Right. So I think that going reverse order of standings is the absolute worst way of doing the waiver wire. <laughs> Good. Um, we, well, need to, we need to, we need to move that. on. Um, so what I was talking about was uh, John, uh, Todd Gurley's backup, Malcolm Brown, is going to be out probably for the season. So his handcuff is now John Kelly. And uh, we're back to a situation where the Rams might be benching their starters in Week 16 again. I mean, it's it's obviously impossible to predict what the coaching staff is going to do. It's impossible to predict what their situation is going to be like in two weeks. But... Um, they play Arizona that week. So if John Kelly, and he looked great in the preseason, if he's out there, he could win you your league. So um, pick up John Kelly. Um, so um, AJ Green to IR, that's a big boost to Tyler Boyd and uh, to a lesser extent, CJ Uzoma. Those guys have been getting targeted a lot from Driscoll. Um, and um, Doug Martin is probably going to be out for the year as well. Um, this is kind of late breaking news. So the Raiders picked up CJ Anderson. I doubt he's just going to pick up the playbook and play a bunch this week. So who do we talk about all the time? Jalen Richard. Um, Jalen Richard, who is just a, you know, a steady Eddie flex play. He doesn't have a very high ceiling, but he's in that, you know, nine to 14 point range. He could see some increased work this week. And he's kind of like James White. They will, you know, hand the ball off to him as well. So um, that's a negative game script possible situation for the Raiders this week, too, against the Steelers. I could see Jalen, or I could see Jalen Richard catching eight or nine balls this week. What do you think, Jackson? I would 100% agree. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we turn that game on on Sunday at five o'clock and it's already 21 to nothing, Pittsburgh. Right. So if, if they're going to find any way to climb back in that game, it's going to be through Richard and probably through Cook. But we're talking about Richard right now. So I if mean, you don't get a viable play, if you don't get, you know, some of these other guys or if there's another injury or something like that, um, don't feel uh, any hesitation about picking up Jalen Richard and putting him in your lineup. He's not going to like win you your week. I, I've already said that all year long, but he's a good plug in play um christian kirk has gone to ir for the cardinals as well and we talked about christian kirk a bunch this year a promising rookie maybe fitz uh larry fitzgerald ekes out a couple good games to close out to the season um another big news this week mike mccarthy was fired immediately after the green bay packers game did you check that out juice i did and i was uh i was excited for it because i'm actually hoping that 
Aaron Rodgers has been playing poorly so that Mike McCarthy gets fired like on purpose. So I was going to ask you about that and I'm glad you went immediately there. I was going to ask you like, what's your take on that? People are saying that he has been shitting the bed to get Mike out of town. Do you think that's really what's going on? I don't know if that's really what's going on, but I like to think that way. And I like to think that it's building the narrative that I'm building in my own mind about how my team's going to perform. And uh, I think this week, Aaron Rodgers is going to go out and ball out because Mike McCarthy's not there anymore. And you could tell visibly that Aaron Rodgers was not a fan of Mike McCarthy. So I think he's going to play amazingly this weekend, or at least he's going to put out that effort to play amazing. What do you think, Jackson? Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, sandbagging to get McCarthy out of town? Because that's uh, not it's a bold statement. It, well, a lot of people are saying it, man. I've seen uh, I've, this is getting a lot of traction, and it's a conspiracy theory, um, <laughs> which I love, which you love. I'm a huge fan, big fan, big fan. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Jax? <laughs> I don't think the words are ever going to be said, but I think everyone gets the notion Rogers had some type of manipulation through this. Um, I, but I think the biggest thing to look at this with McCarthy being gone and his play calling, now you insert Joe Philman as the interim head coach, and yes. he'll be calling plays. The last time he called plays was in 2010 with the Packers, and he was an OC. Um, that's when the Packers won the Super Bowl, and they they started setting offensive records. I mean. I, I honestly, I think Rodgers is probably going to have a uh, fu game to his credit. That's, that's what I was thinking. The, okay, into the media, okay. and they and play they play the Falcons at home, and that could turn into yep. uh, a bit of a shootout. Um, I've been using the hashtag Free Aaron Jones. Hashtag Free Aaron Jones. I would like for Philbin to give him uh, some more work. Uh, McCarthy. There would be games where they would just give him seven, eight, nine carries, and it's just ridiculous because Aaron Jones is just a, a fantastic player. Um, but what? Just we're gonna get off of McCarthy here in a minute. But just one more thing. What do you guys feel about? Um, people said it was disrespectful that he was, he was just fired like right after the game. But a lot of people say, well, wait, th- this is actually a, a a good thing for him to be able to interview kind of pre-interview now set up next year a little bit better so it was actually a service to him to do it but other people said yeah but like like right after the game (laughs) he was called into the office like hey can we talk for a second and fired like is that disrespectful to mike mccarthy or is that just part of the game i mean here here's my opinion on it and i mean you you see all these espn or nfl network personalities and they all give like whatever their thought is okay he won you a super bowl like that's like n- nothing but respect. He got you to the playoffs nine years out of the 12 years. He was there 13 years. He was there, but the season's lost. Like something's not working. Like you arguably have the, the best quarterback physically. I mean, I mean the best quarterback in the league on your team and he's not getting any younger. So with them at four, I think they're four, seven and one. Yeah. I mean, it, the writing was on the wall. I mean, I, it just, I mean, it is what it is, but now you get the chance to, to see what could have been. If, if this offense can produce, then you, then you see that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, uh, I think Mr. McDaniels will be heading there, but that's another story for another day. They've got a strong pass rush. They've got some up-and-coming uh, uh, talent in the secondary. Um, they've got, um, a great running back who, um, hopefully Philbin will realize, you know, how good Aaron Jones is. They've got two very young, uh, talented rookie wide receivers in Equinemia St. Brown and, um, Maldes, uh, Valdez Scantling to go with, uh, Devante Adams, who's one of the best in the game. They should Uh be. 
they should be better. I don't think the the fans are uh, upset about him leaving, and we'll see what well, happens, no. man. Well, there's a very apparently a viral video of the firing happening so closely after the game that there were people still partying in the bar in Lambeau's field like state like stadium they had that's what bar. I'm saying it was and, immediately and, after the game and yeah. people just the, throwing beers all over the place going nuts like they're really excited that he's gone yeah which is crazy yeah, the, to the, me the, the the game ended at, I think like four four fifteen four twenty and he was fired at five twenty one yeah, I mean Jesus. that's. But I mean, if you couldn't pack your that, bags and get out of here, get out of here. Uh, no, so, from, uh, from, go ahead. Just from a personality standpoint, just to kind of throw this in real quick, if they start using Aaron, just let the dude run, but develop a play action scheme off that. Let Aaron Rodgers do work. I mean, Devontae will start going off even more than he is. You got St. Brown, and then you got. Um, um, or Bass or Valquez or whatever however you say his name. Marquez I mean, just, Valdez Scantling. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, everything I think should be trending up. Um, so shout out to John Marchbanks who couldn't make it this week. Um, and if you remember juice, I was, skeptical but i did not shit on his take even though i I think you guys could probably tell that i wanted to but but in my brain i was thinking wait a minute when i've done this before john's been right maybe i should just shut up and listen to him um and i've been all over this on twitter all week he called josh allen as a streamer last last week he said he would play josh allen over tom brady and Kirk cousins and josh allen was the qb B2 last week behind Patrick Mahomes. But he didn't win the game. Yeah, we're talking about fantasy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. We're talking about fantasy football. That play was just so depressing for Bill's um, fans. Yeah, Charles, uh, I mean, he almost got the ball to Charles Clay. He was wide open. He should have caught that ball. It wasn't fantastically thrown. He shot put it up there, dude. It um, wasn't thrown well at all. But we're talking about fantasy football. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Go, uh, Patrick Mahomes had 40 fantasy points. Josh Allen had 36 and there were a couple guys at there were a couple guys at 30. There were like two guys at 30. It was a big it was a big week for some players that I'd never heard of. Um he can run the ball. He ran over 100 yards the week before that. That's why I think, you know, John was locked in on him. He ran over 100 yards again this week and that rushing mm-hmm. ceiling is why we liked Lamar Jackson so much and Josh Allen is what we really wanted Lamar Jackson to be. Um, one reason why I didn't shit on the take was because Josh Allen was my number one ranked quarterback in this draft uh, this summer. So I, I know he can do it. But for fantasy purposes, wow. Uh, you, know, you definitely weren't as on board as John was. No, no. I, I Like yeah. I said, I, I, I even said I'd, I'm not feeling this, but I know next week I'm probably going to be saying that you were right and and so that's why i think you know my head prevailed a little john bit has quietly become like i think one of the best hot take guys that we've talked to oh yeah and that's why i had to give him major props this week man nobody was calling for josh allen nobody was nope. nobody was I think, was I think the greatest thing that came from that josh allen performance there was something on twitter from nfl next gen stats Josh Allen ran around that field for a total of 835 yards. Are you serious? 835 yards. 
So his Fitbit just like blew up. football field. His, foot, his Fitbit blew up. <laughs> um, Zay Jones is the only game in town there, too. The Bills surprisingly released Kelvin Benjamin and Andre Holmes yesterday. It's, it's just really weird that a team would release two wide receivers that have been starting um, this late in the season. I mean, obviously, they don't have much to play for, but Zay Jones is getting a very rare uh, 25% market share from Josh Allen and, and only a handful of wide receivers in the league get that much of a market share. And obviously he's developing a rapport with him. Um, so uh, anyway, shout out to John for making that call last week. I mean, that's why um, you listen to Polly sleepers. Cause we've got some great takes, man. Um, Greg Olson has gone to IR um, for the Carolina Panch- uh, Panthers. So that's a boost to uh, Devin Funches. His and Achilles as well. Uh, he had a foot. Uh, okay. He ruptured his plantar fasciitis. Yeah. yeah. He ruptured his plantar fa- fascia, fasciitis, whatever. So, <laughs> um, you know we're not doctors over here. Yeah, yeah. We need Dr. Jesse Morse on the show. <laughs> um, that's a boost to Funchess. I've talked about this before. When Olsen is out, Funchess targets go from six to nine per game. Christian uh, McCaffrey gets a boost if he needs one. Jesus, that guy's going ham. And uh, backup Ian Thomas for uh, the Carolina Panthers um, got a lot of targets last week after Olsen went down, and he went five for 46 in limited fashion. Um, Mitch Trubisky is a possible comeback this week. He's missed a couple weeks to his shoulder. Uh, it's too easy to t- – said, said he was healthy on the app, but okay. that doesn't mean anything. It's too early to tell, but uh, it, it looks like he's trending towards uh, playing this week for the Chicago Bears. Um, and like I said before, just pay attention this time of the year. Weird things are going to happen uh, – uh, players that have been, you know, missing practice and dealing with, uh, you know, this injury or that injury are just going to, you know, magically get put on IR on teams that aren't fighting for anything. And that and then uh, watch out for some of these teams once they start getting things locked down, like the Chiefs and the Rams and the Saints are three top fantasy teams. Uh, you know, you got to pay attention to what they have to play for um, later and make sure you're not starting a guy that's going to play for one quarter or or nothing. Um so um, some strategies we've talked about before, um, you know, blocking your opponent. If you've got bench and you see that your opponent needs this type of player, that type of player, you know who they're going to go for, block it. Picking up multiple quarterbacks, picking up multiple defenses with good matchups, um, keeping your opponents from streaming defenses and quarterbacks. Um, these are all viable strategies now that we're in the playoffs. Um, completely opposite from what we do at the beginning of the year. We draft one quarterback and one defense. Now max it out. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm putting myself in a uh, predicament that I don't want to be a part of. And I've done this all year with that team that I, I paid $100 to be in the league. I picked up Trubisky because Aaron Rodgers has been pissing me off. I didn't think this Mike McCarthy thing was going to happen. You know, I, I not picked him up. I put in like the request for him or whatever. Got him. So now I have Aaron Rodgers or Trubisky. Trubisky's coming off a shoulder injury. Aaron Rodgers is coming up on a, you know, FU game. And then Trubisky's coming back. Like, I mean, yeah. I, f- I feel like I want to play Trubisky because he's scored a lot of points, and Aaron hasn't been that great this year. You should trust your gut, though. You guys are feeling a blow-up, screw-you game. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, but then I, would... I also did the same thing with that Denver and Bears defense, and I should have started the Denver defense last week because in my gut, I had a feeling that the Denver defense was going to do better than the Bears, but then you know I talked to people, I looked at all the stats, and I was like, ah, I can't not start the Bears. They've scored like in every every game this year so um 
Yeah, but to, so. put, but to your but to your defense, nothing last week said that the Giants were going to put thirty right. on that defense. Right. I mean, variance happens. I mean, it's just the product. <laughs> yeah, of- it's it's crazy. But that's where, like I said, like am I like I'm probably overthinking it and tinkering too much to start Trubisky over Aaron Rodgers. I think that would be overthinking it. Yeah. I mean, hey, at least you get a plan for the playoffs. In my other league, my money league, I lost eleven straight. Oh so. no. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, so to finish the news, um, this happened like right after the podcast last week. So this is old news by now, but we haven't covered it. And I wanted to kind of get into the rest of the news first because I've been tilting. I'm still tilting on this. Kareem Hunt um, is not going to play for a long while. He uh, got... Uh, got caught and, and and the crazy thing is is this happened in february and it was reported by uh the Chiefs sun times it was reported by usa today it was on the fantasy footballers that he got into an incident at a hotel and then it kind of all went away and uh supposedly they couldn't find the video um somebody was holding on to that video somebody I mean, was holding on to that video and somebody cashed. probably made some money cashed in uh he lied to the team and said that he never left the hotel room which we see that clearly did did and to me it's like and there were racial slurs which that's not good and i you know that's uh, i mean obviously that would piss me off too but um you know lock the close and lock the hotel room door call security pour yourself a stiff drink and try and relax and and that's you know i mean that's obviously clearer heads will prevail but i mean a lot went on in that hallway and there's other incidences too where he punched a guy in the face this summer well, um, i want to give props to the guy trying to stop him from doing what he was doing in the video yeah that's a friend yeah that's somebody who's trying to have your back but you're being an asshole yeah so i mean good shout out to that guy yeah and 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 i don't i'm i'm not even reacting to the videos where i see like people saying oh well the kick was well that's just stupid that's dumb but the like the, come on the scariest guys. And, like, the scariest and most messed up thing that i just read from bleacherreport.com is a nfl exec that said he will be back because we can't help ourselves as a league the front office source said jeez because and that, that's the thing like that's what uh i mean that's been the narrative this whole week is kaepernick's not on a team because of his beliefs and his values and the things that he did but there's a potential that this guy's probably there's a possibility this guy's going to be in the league before another person. Well, no one picked him up off of waivers. Right. Thank God. Um, which nobody. I mean, in 2018, nobody's going to step on that landmine. Well, Reuben Foster was released due to a domestic violence charge and picked up uh, a few was, days later did, by the did Washington Redskins. We see video Redskins. of him doing what he did. No. Which and no. and I don't want to downplay what he did. Like if he did assault somebody and was like you know. But the thing is, is that that video of like seeing something happen incites rage so much more than just reading Mm -hmm. about uh, reading about a statement that somebody you know smacked his girlfriend or something like that that's true that's true the saddest part in all this and and this this sucks that we're having this conversation because it shouldn't happen period like should not happen but it takes it takes a video to surface for something to happen for a conversation to be started or said and it's like, uh, I mean, as a league, I mean, we're not part of the NFL, but we obviously talk about it and critique it. It's like, 
this is now three instances where this has happened. You got Greg Hardy, you got Ray Rice, and now you got Creed Hunt. Literally, it took videos to surface for any actions to take place. Right. And it's, I mean, but I also mean, there's been, there's been other guys too, with no videos that have been, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, yep. Tyreek Hill, who's also I on mean, the chiefs, um, had an incident in college where he, uh, punched his girlfriend, his pregnant girlfriend. It, so it, it, it's, it's inexplicable behavior. It, it's sickening. It's, it's just, I mean, come on, just do better, be yeah. better. Um, yeah. I, I will, I do have to say this, uh, from a, and, and you guys know, I don't like to get political on this show at yeah. all. Well, and, but I, I want, I want to say this, give me a second juice. I want to say this. I want to say that calling this domestic violence really takes away from the, uh, importance that needs to be placed on how bad and uh, domestic violence is. This was not his girlfriend. This was a, a person he had, had known for hours. I'm not saying that that makes it right. Trust me, this guy's a dick. I was throwing hashtag, you know, cream hunts a piece of shit on Twitter for uh, for several days. Um, but I think that, and I've seen major outlets, and even on um, Monday Night Football this week. Um, uh, Jason Witten and the guys were talking about it and they were talking about the issues of domestic violence. I think that that um, belittles uh, the the stance that we need to take on. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, domestic violence is, is, is a serious issue. And that's somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, that that's battering of, of wives and girlfriends. This was just this was an altercation, obviously bad. And, and you don't ever hit a woman. Ever, ever. Nope. Uh, I put it on my draft guide on my website. You know, Joe Mixon, uh, when we got to Joe Mixon, I said, you know, he's this and he's this and he's this. But also he, you know, hit a chick and uh, you don't ever do that. I mean, I, I feel pretty strongly about that. I also feel strongly that people need to do their research and realize that this is not domestic violence. And I'm just saying that because that's not what it should be called. I think that that's and the, the other thing, too. And just we all saw that piece on Sunday morning on ESPN where Lisa Salters interviewed Cream Hunt. And the biggest thing he kept saying, this is not me. This is not me. That's not who I am. Dude, we just saw who you are. Like you can't like you can't say anything else but who you are right there. That was pretty I lame mean, too because they said, "Have you you know are you going to do counseling?" And he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're 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 gonna." I mean, that was eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna do and, we're gonna do something like that maybe. And even yeah. even by watching the interview, he kept portraying himself as a victim. Right, dude, you're not a victim. Right, like, and that's just right. I mean, I think we I think we went a little. And we, the, dug, we dove into it. We did. It's we did. Just, it's, it's just, it's tilt, it tilted me really sick. bad. I wanted to talk about it. I think the team looks bad too, because a, they didn't do anything when it happened. They only did something when they found out he lied about it. So it's worse that yep. he lied about it. than he actually did it. That's it. We'll leave it on that. Also, he's off of Madden. Wow. Madden is that. taking Kareem Hunt off the game. If you have him in franchise mode, he will be replaced with a player uh, with similar attributes. So, um, Good for Madden <laughs> for the, taking him off the game. The last Amen. thing, the last thing I wanted to say about it, though, in the Chiefs organization, Ty- Tyree Kill. They they said that Tyree Kill pleaded guilty to choking and punching his girlfriend yeah. while in college. Yeah, and nobody ever mentions that. Yeah, it wasn't on video. No, so exactly. But also, also, if you if you this just kind of popped in my head, this is this has been a Chiefs issue before. I mean, what was it four or five years ago? The linebacker killed his wife, beat her up, and killed her, and then drove to the practice facility and shot himself. Jesus Christ! I, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, I forgot about Javon, that too. Javon Belcher. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
Javon Belcher. Didn't he go to Maryland? I think he went to University of Maryland. Anyway, guys, we have spent too much time on that. We'll move on. uh, And do better. uh, And don't hit women. Ever. So um, we're going to move on to uh, DraftKings, I think. Uh, And uh, after we get done with DraftKings, I think uh, Jackson's going to get off the phone and we'll uh, close her out. Sounds good. Rock it out, man. All right, what do we got this week, gentlemen, from DraftKings? Dude, I'm just happy we had a good... We've had two really good weeks back-to-back. I mean, yeah. that's the... We, ha- we hit a little rough spot um, coming into late in the season, but we've uh, we've picked up our way, and we're, we're making money. Um, and you're uh, so back over 70% on your, uh, on your um, cash calls, yeah. right? We're 9 for 13 this year. 72 percent or something pretty good yeah that's pretty damn good that's pretty <laughs> and, damn good and, and, a, and, a te- and a technicality it's 69 percent uh, mr gronkowski would approve that uh nice nice so, nice so um who do we like this week so yeah quarterback will start off with drew Brees, 6600 versus tampa bay the bucks d ranks last in dvp versus the pass as they give up over 274 yards per game out of 113 graded corners, according to Pro Football Focus, Tampa Bay has three corners ranked 88th or worst. Breeze has now been a part of four straight games where the opposing team has yet to score over 17 points. In those games, Breeze has averaged 23.04 DraftKings points. Jesus. On a week where the Saints and Bucks has the highest implied game total of 57.5, it feels like Breeze is underpriced for the matchup, so let's take advantage of it at 6,600. Nice. Yeah, that I mean that seems is that what's the max that you can be like going for as a quarterback? Well, like right now, uh Patrick Mahomes is like seventy seven hundred. So yeah. yeah. Go for Mahomes that. Mahomes is se- Mahomes is seven thousand for the week. Last week he was at his highest for seventy five hundred. Yeah. So other quarterbacks we're looking at, um, Roethlisberger versus Oakland, Newton versus Cleveland, Mr. Rogers versus Atlanta, Luck and Watson in that Houston Indy game. I like Deshaun Watson there. Um, uh, Cam's got the shoulder injury. Ben on the road against Oakland. I don't know. I don't see him like lighting it up. Um, no pass rush and a, and, a, and a rookie running back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're going to have to throw more without Connor in the game. That's a really good point. Um, I would. Uh, I would definitely. I like Deshaun Watson. I guess you've talked me into Ben and definitely Drew Brees. Do you think yeah. Big Ben also has a potential for like a big game because hasn't he not played very well the last two games? I mean, I think he had that game where they won at the end, but he didn't have a game until the end, like the fourth quarter. Yeah, but still, he's like the QB two right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been. I mean, like I said, I mean, he's been doing really sneakily really well. good. Yeah. Um, I mean, in his in his past four games, he has a total of nine touchdowns. Yeah, Jesus, that's pretty good. Yeah, but he's always like he's always got you on pins and needles waiting for it to happen. Um, so uh, who do you like at running back? Yeah, so moving on to running back, I'm looking at Sony Michelle for 5900 versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins rank 18th in DBP versus the run and 22nd in DBP versus pass catching running backs. In the Dolphins' past six games, they've allowed 188 total rushing yards or more four times. 
Um, since returning from injury, Michelle has now seen back-to-back 18-touch games. Um, he played this same team in week four where he had 25 carries for 112 yards and a, tu- and a touchdown. Um, so for 50 to 100, take the discount and roll with Michelle. Yeah, he's priced way down. I mean, are you worried about James White? Because last week it looked to me like James White was the lead back there. Uh, James White is the lead back in a, in a reception. But standpoint. he was getting a lot of carries too. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, here's the other thing too is when, when Michelle's getting 18 I mean, he got 18 touches last week, and the previous week he got 23. So, I mean, I definitely like the matchup, and I love the price. I mean, that's like that's like on Paulie's all sleepers team right there, 4900. That's so cheap. And then just, I mean, a lot you people will see a lot of attention this week for the three cheap running backs that were all over the waiver that are all over fa- or any daily fantasy platform. Um, and that's Justin Jackson, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Jalen Samuels. Um, all of those are viable in cash and tournaments. So feel free to fire those up and and let them let them win. Um, but yeah, moving on to wide receiver, it's a Keenan Allen week. He is seventy four hundred yes. versus the Bengals. The Bengals D ranks fourteenth in DVP versus wide receiver ones and twenty sixth versus wide receiver twos. The Bengals D allows the tenth most fantasy points to the slot wide receiver per game at 20.2 points. Keenan Allen runs 54% of his routes from the slot wide receiver position. He is coming off his best game of the year where he went off against the Steelers. He had 14 catches for 148 yards and a touchdown on 19 total targets. 19 targets. And that was was with Melvin Gordon gone. Um, Um, Keenan Allen's pretty good at football. The Steelers trying to cover him like 70% of the time last week with a linebacker. Get out of here. Jesus. Get out of town. Did you see my tweet? It was like, it was like the, (laughs) the help me, help me (laughs) Um, from Kevin Hart, you know, Um, because God, that guy needed some help. Um, Yeah. Since he is really, really, really uh, bad. Um, so at $7,400, I think you should be just locked in no matter whether you're playing cash or 50 fifties mm-hmm. or GPPs. Excellent. He, he is, he is the lock staple of the week in my lineups. Right. Like every lineup I make, he will be in it. Um, over his past five games, he's averaging 25.1 DK points. Jeez. Um, he has the fourth best matchup according to the pro football wide pro football focus wide receiver cornerback matchup chart with a 32% advantage over dark Denard. Oh um, man, that is so then, tasty! All right, who else you got? Other, other, other receivers. I mean, literally, it's on the top down. Everyone's in a good spot, so we got so many different people we can look at. But moving on, uh, the tight end. We're looking at our man, Mister Eric Ebron, going up against the Texans. The Texans D ranks thirty first in DVP versus the tight end position, and allowed the most fantasy points to the position at fourteen point seven. And he Houston got sixteen targets last week. I yep. loved every minute of it, except that's, for that's I wanted huge. him to get in the end zone. That's like, he mm-hmm. he never gets more than like five or six targets. He's just been very efficient he's, he's all year. 30% of Lux target share last week. And we week. talked about it last week in the podcast, and, and we were talking about it, you know, with uh, with Doyle going down and, and, and Matt kind of, you know, coming back off of injury, that they would yep. probably rely on him a bunch. And, uh, and people didn't believe it. People didn't believe that he would get that much usage. But 16 targets, that's massive for a tight end especially and then houston a lot has allowed a touchdown to the tight end position in three of their past four games 
In week four, Ebron played the Texans, and he caught five passes on 10 targets for 40 yards and a score. Um, with no Doyle, go ahead and fire up some Mr. Ebron. All right. Get it going, man. Um, defense? And then uh, lastly, we're going to look at defense. The defense I am honing in on is the New Orleans Saints at 2,700 versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You might be wondering, why would you be choosing the, the defense that's in the highest implied total? You want opportunity for errors and mistakes. And last time I checked, Jameis Winston's still the quarterback, and he is prone to giving the ball up. Um, the Saints D is coming off three straight games of 13 or more DK points. In that time, the Saints D has sacked the quarterback 16 times, recovered five defensive fumbles, and intercepted the quarterback four times. So far on the year, Jameis Winston has been sacked 17 times, thrown 11 interceptions, and fumbled the ball five times, which he only lost one. Hmm. He's only played. He's only played in half the games this year. I like it. Um, yeah. High sack equity, high uh, interception equity, with the possible of a uh, possibility of a score. And if you get a score on DK, that just makes your week. Um, let me ask you though: when we talked running backs, you only talked Sony Michelle. Um, like, who who are the high power guys that you're looking at this week? Are you looking at uh, uh, Gurley or Christian McCaffrey or Zeke? Yeah, so unfortunately, I can't look at Gurley because he's not on the main slate. He's not on um, the main slate. Good call. Good call. Yep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, yep. uh, uh, Philip Lindsay. Yep. yep, I got I got all those. So if you head over to polysleepers.com and check out the week 14 DFS DraftKings first take, you can read the article I posted. I have all the people I have wrote up. Uh, I, I like McCaffrey. I like Barkley, Elliott, Kamara. Um, but I would probably say hands down besides uh, Mr. Michelle. My favorite play on the from the running back position would be Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Um, with this with his Emmanuel Sanders news, and now um, Keenum not having his most reliable target there. Obviously, there's no there, Demarius Thomas isn't there anymore. So now you're relying on Matt Lacoste and um, Cortland Sutton. Just give me more Lindsay. <laughs> Yeah, and and he's I mean he's been a beast uh, uh, the last few weeks, and they're going to rely on him more now with Emmanuel Sanders out. I love it. I'm going to be anchoring a lot of my lineups. I feel with Ezekiel Elliott, who's getting more volume than anybody in the league against Philly, and Philip Lindsay, and then one of those three thirty eight hundred guys dollar guys that you mentioned, Samuels, yep. Wilson, or Jackson. Um, so I was going to go over like um, and and Jackson and I have been talking about this. I'm going to get back to my roots. My roots is always sleepers identifying sleeper plays oh, yeah. so i've been posting this on twitter and i've been updating it all week this is my all sleepers DraftKings lineup now you're not going to play this lineup because there's like fifteen thousand dollars left on the table um, but these are guys you can sprinkle into your lineups that are value plays and at the quarterback position um with john marchbanks and all the talk about josh allen why wouldn't you do it for fifty five hundred bucks at home against the jets um, the last two weeks, he's gotten 20, 26 and 33 DK points. So you, if you average that out right now, that's a 6x value on your investment. And uh, in a GPP play, um, like when Jackson does cash, he wants to get like 3x, 3.5x, maybe 4x value. But in a GPP play, we want like 5x upside, and he's got that. So Josh Allen at 5,500, um, don't be scared of it, especially at home against the Jets. They're, they're not good at football. Um, and then the three quarterback uh, uh, running backs that we mentioned, Jalen Samuels, um, Jeff Wilson Jr. and uh, Justin Jackson. 
if Melvin Gordon sits, which we think he highly likely will be, I think my hot take of the week is that Justin Jackson will outscore Samuels and Wilson. Um, that game will likely not need to feature a lot of passing work with Eckler getting up on the Bengals. The Bengals are not good in between the tackles for running backs. Justin Jackson uh, passed the eye test last week. He was better in between the tackles. I think that he can get a lot of ice away the the game time. And I could see Jalen Samuels being in a heavy committee. Um, Jeff Wilson, I think, will have a good day. And that's how I would rank them, actually. Everybody's saying pick up Jalen Samuels. I would rank Justin Jackson number one jeff wilson number two and samuel's actually number three so i'm gonna like Mm -hmm. to do a lot of lineups where i've got two high power backs up top um, be it like kamara or zeke or mccaffrey and Lindsay, and then one of those three cheap guys in the flex spot which is going to give us lots lots of salary relief um at wide receiver chris godwin and Adam Humphreys are only $4,900, and uh, Deshaun Jackson's going to get put on IR. It's going to happen. Uh, I tweeted uh, our doctor, Jesse Morse, about it today. He said he agrees. It's very likely to happen soon. He saw a hand specialist. Um, so that gives these guys huge value. Um, New Orleans is susceptible against slot wide receivers, so that's a boost to both of these guys. And then uh, Dante Pettis, I'm going to ride him again. Uh, I've been talking about him for the last two weeks. I think he's earned more playing time. Seven for 77 two weeks ago. Seven for 129 and two touchdowns last week. Um, and he scored the week before that too. So in, in the last three weeks, he's just absolutely blown it up with over 200 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, he's still only 4,400. Um, but if he's got 20, 30 point potential, then that's another, you know, five or six X play that we're talking about. So Dante Pettis is a huge sleeper for me this week. Curtis Samuel is only $4,000 on DraftKings at Cleveland this week. whose secondary is like 24th DVP. And he has scored, uh, what, one, two, three, four times in the last five games. He scored six times in the last seven games. Um, he's getting double digit points, uh, almost every week, uh, 15, 16, 19, five, uh, 11, five. So only two bad weeks there out of those seven weeks. And, uh, um, I think that's going to be a high flying game. Ian Thomas at tight end position, uh, Cleveland is also really bad against tight ends. I think their DVP is like 29th out of 32 teams, and he's only 2700 bucks. He came in and got five catches last week in limited time. That's really cheap. This week, I think you either pay up for Kelsey or you go down to one of the cheap guys and you're throwing a dart. I mean, that's what the tight end position is this year. Um, and then Antonio Callaway at $3,900, uh, Cleveland. Um uh, Carolina's secondary has featured more millionaire maker wide receivers um, that have played against them than any other team this year. That's a huge stat. <laughs> so on the millionaire lineup, there are there are a ton of wide receivers that are playing against Carolina. Um, and he has been getting a lot more work from Baker Mayfield. They're obviously developing that rapport like we, we were talking about earlier with Zay Jones and Josh Allen. I think that Callaway has that with, uh, with um, Baker Mayfield. And that's... Um, a great play. Um, I like the Chargers uh, defense this week. And then uh, I'll pay down for the Lions. Um, I think that uh, – who do the Lions play this week? I got to They up. play the Cardinals. Yeah. Yep. Arizona. So they have the, the fifth highest adjusted sack rate 
And uh, Arizona, um, you know, looked better last week against uh, Green Bay. But um, for that price, uh, that gives you so much more salary. So same thing with tight end. I, I think or you go you either go Kelsey or you pay down. This week, I think you either go Chargers at home against Cincinnati and pay up or you go down uh, to one of the bottom cheaper ones. And, and Detroit's pretty cheap this week. So uh, that's my all sleepers team. And um, again, uh, go to polysleepers.com um, on on Saturday or Sunday, we'll have the website updated with our plays and uh, Jackson's juicy juice in the morning cash of the lineup of the week. And uh, if you're a smart gambler, which they're really that's an oxymoron, it's <laughs> an oxymoron. But if there was such a thing as a smart gambler, this is what I would do: I would go in and I would take Jackson's cash lineup and throw you know whatever not the milk money not my rent money but whatever i want to gamble and just play in double ups and not worry about all this other funny business because you know now that the smoke is kind of cleared for this year we could see that that's the smart play not all my tournament plays and all this other crazy stuff we've been doing just doing that straight cash line because if you win 69 percent of the time i mean guess what you you win yeah you're you've got a positive roi more money than you started with yep 100 percent. the biggest thing i would constitute with that if you want to play that line and you want to get creative with it just start something sub a person in for that guy or or change your receiver or change i mean just tinker with it that's the uh that's the best way make it make it your own Get your gut exactly. feeling really good. Right. Like, or if you're looking at the lineup and you're like, God, I like that lineup, but I hate that guy, then get him Take out. Take him out. Get him out. Somebody of else there. Get him out of here. So, uh, Jackson, I think that's uh, I think that's it. I think we're going to uh, move on and, uh, and cut you loose, man. Thanks for uh, being on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. As always, thanks for your hard work, man. Thanks for joining, buddy. Later. Be careful. See ya. All right, so we uh, we moving on into the uh, listener league because there are people on Twitter asking for it. Just to let you know. All right, let's do some <laughs> listener league action. So we're gonna get into that right now. I did not proofread this song, so I don't know if it's gonna be any good or not. But we're gonna turn it down a little bit because it's just background noise. It's not what I expected, but it's okay. It's a highlight video on YouTube. Thought it would have a good song. But uh, anyways, this is the Listener League. This is Week 13 Recap. F off or F Fantasy Football Jeff Fiddler had a resounding win against Juice in the Morning at 127 over 74. I just I just have struggled all year, all year, all year long. And you're out, right? And I am out of the playoffs. Jersey Shore Rejects 110 to 129. Daniel Barlow uh, took down Jersey Shore Rejects 129 to 110. And, and Dan's in the playoffs. He's in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm ne- I'm gonna need about Trey Fitty. He lost right here at the end, right before the playoffs. Lost the momentum of the uh, the season he had going there. He was undefeated for quite a bit of time, but one twenty three to one thirty nine. Josh Miller got a win. Seven. Josh Miller is seven and six. Dylan Bolden is eleven and two. Did Josh Miller also make the playoffs? Yeah, both those guys are in. Dylan's got a bye, and Josh secured his victory by beating uh, one of the best teams in the league. So right. shout out to Josh there. I bet that was a very very fun moment for him. Oh yeah, oh he was loving it, and he tweeted out. Uh, 
you know, thanks for giving me some momentum and, uh, and all that tweeted out to. So there's there's always some nice back and forth on Twitter uh, with uh, with those guys. Yeah, there's, there's Trade Happy Wilson, 100 to 120. He kind of, he had an eight game winning streak, I believe, right? Yes. Or something like that. Did he lose again? He lost 100 so. to 120 um, to Brian Titus. Brian Titus is going to, I'm calling it right now, the highest scoring team in the league and he's going to lose in the first round. Ooh. Just letting you know right now it's going to so happen. That is those, my lock of the week. That's your lock. Jesus, both those teams made the playoffs too, and, and uh, uh, Wilson has the bye, but not a lot of momentum here going into the playoffs on the two uh, the two L's. And uh, Brian Titus, you're calling for the first round. Uh, I'm uh, calling for it. Yeah, he's going calling, down. He's going, he's going down. down. He's All losing. Right. He's going to end up right. in the losers bracket with me, and he's going to face me in the losers bracket championship or something like that. I don't All know. right, you guys should have um, a little bet or something on who <laughs> sucks the least. We definitely need to do that. Um, and then we had five. Finally, Gert Squirt getting a 121 win over Paulie's Sleepers, 121 to 96. He finished 4-7-2. and two. He had two ties. I didn't think you could possibly have two <laughs> ties. Two ties. Two ties in one season, but uh, he had a rough season. But, hey, turn those two ties into wins. He's 6-7. and seven. Right. He's probably battling for the playoffs right there. And I got, uh, I got in, guys. Stuck I... in, and uh, Trade Happy Wilson wanted me to let you know it's because of him that you made it into the playoffs. Um, yeah, it totally is. It totally is. He did. Uh, um, he did lose to the right people and beat and 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 the and all the things happened to. So get me so in and, so uh, round one. I don't like that you said snuck though. He just said he, he got you to. He got no, you. No, you said the, snuck. I didn't say. You sneak. said I snuck. I didn't say. Sneak. Guys, you're listening right now. Did he not just say that I snuck? <laughs> I, don't think I, I said that, but into hey, the playoffs. I think you might have snuck into the playoffs. At six and seven. Yeah. Six yeah. and seven. No, I mean, uh, hey, you know, I'm in. That's all you need. Um, here's what's crazy. I play Dan. Barlow, first round. Also in Jeff's league in the first round this week. So you're projected. I play, I play against Dan in both of those leagues. That's, that's kind of wild week. how that goes down like that. And like I told you guys earlier this year, he's my kind of my nemesis in fantasy football. So he, he, might, he might take you out. He, he beats me more often than I beat him. So but, which one uh, do you want to win more? Oh man, that's Listener like league or that's like asking you, you know, like you know, which one of your kids do you kids like you more? Like them more? You know, there's a right answer. <laughs> there but, is a right answer. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So, man. so you're, you're projected to win 131 to 127 currently. Obviously, I'm not sure if everybody's locked in their lineup yet. Um, and then also we've got la 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 lame. Brian Titus against Lamar Miller, Lamar uh, Miller, um, Josh Miller, and uh, Josh and Brian are very good they're friends. Both, they're both projected one. Titus, or I'm sorry, Titus is projected 131. Miller's projected 130. Okay, yeah, and those guys are very good friends. And I know Dan from our other league. And then uh, the two buys are Wilson and Dylan. And I had to give Dylan a shout out today. Just minutes after Emmanuel Sanders went down with an ACL, I'm looking to see who had him. It's Dylan. And he's already dropped him. He's already dropped him out of his lineup and put Cortland Sutton in there. So he had the guy handcuffed. Yeah. He's not even playing this week. And uh, and he's, he's just trying to see what his score looks like. He, well, because it still keeps track. I think he said if I, you know, if I got kidnapped and no one. <laughs> 
and no one <laughs> saves me. And I think he uh, sent a, uh, a thing of like yeah. Liam Neeson, you know, and no one saves me, then I'm good to go. But I was just like, God, this is hardcore. I mean, you guys have made this league amazing. The competition has been great. Everyone has gave, given it. Uh, I mean, one of my kind of ways that I, I gauge if a league is good or not is, is looking at the waiver wire and seeing its activity, which this is very highly active, or um, also looking at trades, which this has been very highly active, not just uh, Wilson. And despite Dylan having a better record and nothing against Dylan, I am naming Wilson the Pauly Sleepers Juice in the Morning Listener League MVP for the regular season. Um, he's our biggest fan. He's been uh, he's always messaging me on Twitter. He was kind of giving you some shit today. Yes, he was. He was like, uh, well, individually, he sent me a DM and said, uh, we all know that you care more about fantasy football than Juice does, <laughs> and and now the records show that as well. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, uh, Wilson, you are our MVP man we love you and thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of it so uh, yeah yeah he also asked on the uh, chat for the live video who would you take on your fantasy football team Paul or Juice oh wow <laughs> is there a poll there needs to be a poll oh my god uh, but anyways uh, um, Juice would probably be better at football <laughs> than me um, depending on like what, what position you want. like <laughs> I did play a little football yeah and um, I am like the modern like today antonio gates okay. of just turn around and catch uh, yeah. i'll catch the damn ball oh, yeah um i won't get any yak at all <laughs> but um i'll turn around and i'll catch the ball i'm a big target so uh but yeah thank you once again wilson you are uh definitely the mvp yeah and thanks to josh uh brian titus dan barlow jeff fiddler we didn't talk about jeff too much he made the he made the playoffs as well um, so, uh, we don't want to gloss over Jeff cause I did that one time and he texted me and he was like, dude, you guys like, you talked about nine teams <laughs> and, uh, and not mine. So well, Jesus, Hey, just, just being, uh, I think in the middle of the road and making the playoffs, like, I think that you're, you should be happy that you made it and not being talked about as sometimes that's a good is, thing is you didn't do too good and you didn't do too terribly. Yeah. Like sometimes myself. being off the radar can be a good thing, but thanks to all those guys and the uh, married with children podcast the Monday Morning American podcasts that are both on there as well. Um, I think I mentioned everybody and uh, me and Juice. So um, that's the Listener League. We're going to move on to uh, pickups of the week and uh, then kind of uh, get on out of here. played the wrong one yeah that's okay it's just it's just Um, but no no for the for the people listening or watching online um we are doing the pickups but then we do have just a few questions that i want to make sure we answer for you guys we're going to do some questions too and and i forgot to mention the winner of the listener league is going to get some gear uh from dylan's company st minneapolis.com um who does apparel in uh in st paul minnesota also a uh gift certificate
it to Gyro's Food and Art Studios in Nashville, Indiana. Also, a $50 gift card to a place to be named later, donated by me and Juice. And then also some music from Wilson that he's donated. And then uh, Jeff Fiddler is going to make a trophy in his sign shop. So uh, we've got gift certificates and swag and all kinds of stuff. And if it's uh, one of you guys that's uh, not local, uh, I'll ship it out to you and make sure we get it to you. Um, and the the gift card for Nashville, Indiana, you'll just have to come visit us to use it, damn it. So nice. um, let's get on to the pickups. And we don't have John here this week, but I'm going to try to channel John because he's a little bit better at this than I am, um, you know, traditionally. Yeah, I, I love um, him. I hope he uh, sent, you, sent you some good stuff. He possibly. did. He did. I, I got some ideas from him. But, um, you know, quarterbacks and the footballers, the fantasy footballers made a good point this week. At this point, you really should not be streaming quarterbacks. Your, your right. quarterback should be set if you've made the playoffs. But maybe you are. And if you are, um, Baker. Mayfield at home versus Carolina. Um, they're very stiff against the run. He will have to throw. He's 47% owned. And uh, Lamar Jackson at the Chiefs. Um, they're going to be in a negative uh, game script and he's going to have to keep running around and throwing around too. And he's 50% owned. So either one of those guys would be good streamers if you're still doing that um jalen samuels aforementioned uh at oakland for uh, pittsburgh he got picked up a bunch today but uh he's tight end eligible in, in yahoo leagues and there was a huge debate about that today um yahoo really screwed up because he's not a tight end he's listed as a fullback for god's sakes and this happened years ago with marquise colston of the saints who was uh tight end eligible and he was a wide receiver but um huge debate against that today so if you picked up Jalen Samuels or if he's available in your Yahoo league and you can't get a tight end to save your life like most of uh, the football community you can pick up Jalen Samuels and start him at tight end this week it's pretty amazing of course he is already picked up in the league that I was going to go pick him up in oh well there you go a lot of people probably picked up on that um, um, Justin Jackson um, and it's already my hot take of the week all these um, uh, running back picks up pickups I think he's going to be the best out of all of them to me he looks the best out of all of them he's going to be in the better game script for his skill set out of all of them um, you can pick him up right now he's 24 percent owned um, in leagues and then jeff wilson jr is the other one the uh the 49ers guy we know that matt Barrett is not playing um, i think alfred morris might play this week though but i don't think he'll snatch a lot from jeff wilson um, i love the pass catching ability um, and this week i'm playing jeff wilson and justin jackson over austin Eckler, Theo Riddick, Jalen Richard, Dion Lewis, Duke Johnson. That's how much I like these two guys. Um, but no, I wanted to mention that because I'm not, you know, I don't want people benching like major stars over these guys. These are just flex plays or whatever. Um, but then, like we said, Jalen Richard is a good play as well because they'll be in a negative game script, especially in a PPR setting. And uh, in case I don't mention it enough, um, if you're in a standard league, you have to adjust my advice a little bit because my advice is always based on PPR. Um, Godwin, Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys are good pickups this week and they're available in, in a lot of leagues. Adam Humphreys is the Rodney Dangerfield of fantasy football. He's the wide receiver eight. And I dropped him. I'm just feeling <laughs> terrible about it. He's the wide receiver eight since week eight. Um, this week he gets the 32 DVOA against slot wide receivers, uh, New Orleans Saints. And he's gone since week eight, seven for 76, 
eight for 82 and two, two for 53, three for 60 and one, six for 54 and one, seven, seven for 61 and one. Not getting any love. And he's still available in over 50% of ESPN leagues. So this guy is a must start and a must pickup if he's out there. But if he's not, Chris Godwin is a good pickup too, especially if DJX is shelved. And I think DJX is going to be done for the season. Um, Antonio Callaway is available in 91% of ESPN leagues. I think you could play him. Um, the Panthers are um, not good secondary. We've already talked about that, but he's gone four for 62 and one and three for 84 his last two weeks, uh, developing a nice rapport with uh, Baker Mayfield. Curtis Samuel is 20% owned. Um, Cleveland is 23rd uh, DVP against wide receivers. Um, and uh, he has three TDs in the last five weeks, six for 88 last week. Um, Curtis Samuel will also get um, one carry every game. He will. He'll get one. He'll get one carry every game. The designed, you know, a double reverse or something like that. And the interesting thing is, every other one of those carries is a twenty-five or thirty-five yard run. So there's a fifty percent chance that he's going to get you two and a half or three and a half points off of one run this week, um, which is nice. He's a dynamic play uh, playmaker, and he really hasn't like blown up, blown up this year. And and it could happen, especially because he's just so dynamic in that offense. There's so many other things to worry about he was my number three rookie wide receiver this summer um dante pettis is 10 percent owned and he's earned some time we talked about him earlier four for 77 and one and five for 129 and two the last two weeks and uh the last uh five weeks denver is 20th dvp against the position um so there's a lot of wide receivers out there that you can plug and play and if you've been playing one and just getting five points six points you know nothing's happening i mean and you're in the playoffs it's time to you know it's, it's time to play now it's time to look at these guys that have been producing and uh and if they're on the waiver wire or if you pick them up and you're just afraid to play them over player a that has that big name value that big name value doesn't get you the trophy anymore um, you got to put up or shut up. You got to play your players that you think have a chance of scoring a lot of points. It's time. Um, so um, tight ends. Uh, CJ is, is Uzoma gets a pretty big bump this week with AJ Green out. And that's a good, uh, pretty decent matchup. He's only 31% owned. Janu Smith for the Titans has been uh, targeted a lot with Marcus Mariota and uh, Marcus Mariota loves targeting that position. He's only 9.5% owned. And then the aforementioned Ian Thomas from uh, the Carolina Panthers is 11% owned right now. They're 26 DVOA. He went five for 46 last week in limited time. I think that's a good pickup. Um, tight ends are dart throws. So you can pick one of these guys up and they get zero. I mean, Uzoma has gotten zero this yeah. year um, when he was supposed to do well. So it's just really, really tough. That's why if in your, if you're in Yahoo and you could do Jalen Samuels at tight end, Jesus, um, do that. <laughs> um, so I'm so pissed because somebody's doing that and they are projected like 160 points or something. Yeah, it's a good play. Um, so that's it for the pickups. We were going to do uh, finish off with questions and then uh, get on out of here. So uh, you had some questions. I've got like one or two, I think. Let me let me start with uh, a listener that is also a good friend of mine. Um, it's James Caird. He's at at Live Lift Game on Twitch TV or Twitch TV slash Live Lift Game. He's a, he's a Twitch streamer. Plays video games. Uh, plays Fortnite. All that kind of stuff. Nice. I'm a gamer as well, dude. Uh, uh, what's his name? 
James Caird and its Live Lift game, L-I-V-E-L-I-F-T-G-A-M-E. But he is asking about starting Jared Goff off of a slow week against Chicago or Russell Wilson, who has been hot lately against the Vikings. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? Yeah. See, I'm thinking Jared Goff just because he's so good, but then you got that Chicago defense that's pretty good too. I mean, they're both decent plays this week for sure, Um, but um, Wilson's been on a tear. Um, And he always plays great late in the season. Right. Yeah, he does. It's weird. He amps it up. Starts terribly. He amps it up towards the end of the season. He's he's got a good matchup against Minnesota. I think that's a four o'clock game. Um, and, um, he's back to running the ball some more. Um, Josh Miller pointed that out to me because there was a, a stretch there where he wasn't doing too well and he wasn't running either. Yeah. And that's horrible for fantasy football. You know, these quarterbacks like Cam and Russell are good because they've got that rushing ceiling and Jared Goff does not have any kind of rushing. So we're going Russell Wilson. I'm going Russell Wilson on that one, man. Let's go Russell and, Wilson. And good luck to you. Um, he's in the playoffs in my, in my family league. Okay. Awesome. And that's the league he's asking about. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm not even close. Um, And then I have one more, also another listener. If this is a running back question, and I don't have any clue how he has these four running backs. He has Spencer Ware, James White, Gus Edwards, or Adrian Peterson at his second running back spot. Okay, I've got some leads like that. I draft a lot of running backs. He's yeah. probably picked up some too. Yeah. So, what do you think? It's Spencer Ware, James White, Gus Edwards, Adrian Peterson at the second running back spot. Um. Again, I have to assume it's PPR. And um, actually, I want to say it's standard. Is but, this a standard but give, league? G- give us both, if you just in case I I'm wrong about that. In a standard league, I would start. Adrian Peterson. Yep. I was going to say the same thing. In a PPR league, I would start James White. James White. And I would consider James White even in a standard Standard, league. I mean, that would be a tough decision for me. But uh, yeah, if it was standard, I'd go AP. If it was uh, PPR, I would definitely go James White. And nowhere near Spencer Ware or Gus Edwards. No, Gus Edwards has an ankle injury again. He can get game scripted out really quick this week um, uh, against the Chiefs. He only runs the ball. He doesn't catch the ball at all. I don't think there's a lot of TJ touchdown equity there Spencer Ware is going to need to catch the ball a bunch this week to be viable against Baltimore they are very stiff against the run so unless he gets some passing going uh, Spencer Ware could have a very mediocre week so yeah it's definitely um, Adrian Peterson James White and if it's PPR James White if it's standard Adrian Peterson absolutely there you go absolutely all right go ahead with yours Um, (laughs) I can't find it because um, I've gotten like a hundred tweets while, which is, I've never gotten that many in this amount of time, but just while we've been doing the podcast, so I'm trying to scroll down and find it. Now I thought I would be able to just scroll down like really quickly and find it. It was, um, did you tag it in any way? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, or actually or did, you, I, uh, did you tweet and reply to it? I did tweet at the guy, so, um, uh, to, Oh, it's the Hoff. It's this guy. It's uh, it's sarcasm Mike. Sarcasm font. It's, it's Mike Hoff. Oh, the sarcasm font. Did you like that one? I did like that. Um, Is it the who should I start in the flex? Yeah. Yeah. And I tried to I tried to tweet at him earlier. Because there's Spencer Ware, Cortland Sutton, Gus, Gus Edwards. Yeah, no, he did one and it was, uh, it was um, Anthony Miller, 
Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Um, I can't remember now. Sorry, I'm scroll- Mike. I'm scrolling through because I'm trying to find the. I'm, um, I'm scrolling as well. My answer you. was Zay Jones. Zay Jones had uh, 25%, like I said, 25% market share, and I think he's getting a good rapport. So I think I ordered it Zay Jones and then Anthony Miller and then uh, whoever I said number three. So uh, Mike Hoff, sorry, I kind of forget your. I forgot your question. I lost it in all the uh, Twitter. I think I. Maybe not. I just see Zay Jones. They just cut two wide receivers and he gets 25% of the market share. His rapport with Allen is starting to surface. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, he, he like had me pick one wide receiver out of like eight. (laughs) That was the the tweet. I can't, I can't find it now. Um, So guys, thanks for tuning in and um, thanks for, you know, helping us with our continued success. I think that I am going to reach 2000 followers before the season's end. Um, oh, you for sure will. Um, so it's it's just been amazing. Um, also, this partnership with Clipcast has been big. Um, Juice's new deal with uh, the platform that's going to help us out with some advertising and and, and uh, finding uh, you know the right advertisers there. Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. Uh, Clipcast is clip c a dot s t. If you just type that in, you don't have to type in anything else. Just Clipcast with a period before the S and T. It goes right to a search bar where you could type in any player's name or any team name and uh, find out little bits and pieces from all these different podcasts. If you just want to hear specifically about one player or a couple different players, it, the the blurbs are like a minute long, and then there's a link to listen to the whole podcast too. So you can maybe get turned on to some other podcasts. Um, the four by four guys are on there. Roto Grinders, the Fantasy Footballers, and uh, Juice of the morning poly sleepers is on there so uh and that dude's pretty cool um and then uh we also got some big things hooked up for the website next year we're gonna have our own rankings and consensus rankings expert rankings with uh, other experts in the twitter fantasy football world and uh we're blowing up guys so yes. thanks for helping and uh tell your friends and uh you know subscribe and uh go follow me share at, share with everybody yeah share and subscribe go to at poly sleepers on twitter i'm on there all day long guys probably one of the more active accounts you'll see in the fantasy football universe absolutely and uh, we're gonna have to get some graphic designers to come up with a shirt for juice in the morning and poly sleepers oh that'd be great we also do have a website where you can buy merchandise teespring.com slash juice in the morning or juice in the am i'm sorry juice in the am all right guys we will see you next week go get those trophies win your championships win your money let's go Morning.